Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy! So yeah, I was originally preaching on Valentine's Day, and so I... uh... I originally wrote this sermon for Valentine's Day, but uh, now found out, as Jeff said a couple days ago, that I was preaching today and Valentine's Day. So we got a two-parter here. So if you uh, if you enjoy today's sermon, if you feel like you know you really got something out of it, uh, we're going to be continuing it next week, and uh, I'm really excited. So I have a question for for everyone: um, Who in your life is important? Who in your life is important? And uh, I want you to really think about that. Really think about who in your life is important? And uh, this seems like a really simple question. This seems like a really easy question. You know, family, I mean, obviously, I mean, maybe for some people, not so much, but family, uh, friends, if they weren't important, you probably wouldn't be friends with them. Uh, Neighbors, maybe, kind of, depending on how they are as neighbors, maybe not. Coworkers, sort of, maybe not, maybe, I don't know. Coworkers can be kind of a weird thing. Um, you know, you go grocery shopping and probably not the person bagging groceries. They're not really that important. I mean, I can go to self-checkout and I can avoid a bagger and a checkout person and I can do all that myself. That's really not that important. But, you know, then if I stop by the bank, um, I mean, they're handling my money and I see them all the time. And that person is absolutely important. Um, <laughs> and so it does. It brings us to this question of who in your life is important? Um, and, uh, and yes, grocery store people are important. I was being sarcastic. That doesn't always come across very well, but they are quite important. Um, but who in your life is important? Where can we find the answer to this seemingly simple question? And, uh, you know, one place we can find is the gospels and we're going to dig into that. But the other place that we can find it, and this is why I'm so incredibly excited for this morning is Dr. Who. (laughs) And you might be finding yourself sitting there thinking, is he really going to preach a sermon on Doctor Who? And absolutely I am. And uh, so my wife and I were watching through Doctor Who uh, you know, last month or so. And uh, we, the new ones, not the old ones, I, I can't do those, but the new ones are absolutely fantastic. And uh, we came across this episode, and it's one of the Christmas specials with Matt Smith. And... Uh, I had never actually seen it, but there was a quote from it that I had seen a lot. And uh, my wife actually has a necklace with this quote on it. And uh, to give you a little backstory, and then we'll get into it, I have a little clip to show you guys. Um, Doctor Who is a time-traveling alien who's 900 years old. And uh, he basically travels around the universe through time and space and helps people. He's a pacifist. He doesn't hurt people. And he just really cares about helping people. So in this episode here... Um, it's based off of a Christmas story by Charles Dickens. And so the doctor's companions are on this spaceship that's crashing onto this planet. And, uh, it's, there's a storm going on, it's crashing and the doctor goes down to the planet to try to find a way to save them, to save everyone on board the ship. And, uh, he goes to this planet and he runs into sort of this curmudgeon old man who basically runs the planet. He's the wealthiest person on there. He, uh, he's basically the banker. And one of the things that this guy does is uh, he's got, one, a machine that lets him create storms in the sky, and uh, he doesn't want to turn it off, even if it would save hundreds of people. He says no. He doesn't care about those people. Um, And as a banker, the collateral that he takes, you know, most of us, if we take out, like, uh, 
you know, a home equity loan. We're taking out our collateral as our home. What he takes for collateral is people's family members. So if you borrowed $10,000 from this guy, he would say, sure, but you have to give me your son. And I'm going to freeze your son and put him in a box. And you can't have your son back until you pay me off. And that sort of brings us to here. Now, this big flashy lighty thing is connected to the spire in your dome, yeah? And it controls the sky. Well, technically it controls the clouds, which technically aren't clouds at all. Well, they're clouds of tiny particles of ice. Ice clouds love that. Who's she? Nobody important. Nobody important. Blimey, that's amazing. Do you know, in 900 years of time and space, I've never met anyone who wasn't important before. In 900 years of time and space, I've never met anyone who wasn't important. 900 years of time and space, I've never met anyone who wasn't important. And I just absolutely love this quote. You, know, you have this, this powerful being who travels all throughout the universe. He's been traveling for 900 years in different times in history, all over the place, meeting millions upon millions, probably billions of people. And he's never met anyone who wasn't important. And one of the amazing things about the doctor is he's so curious about things. And it's one of the reasons I also just really like this quote in this scene is, um, you know, it happens all the time throughout the show where they'll run into something like horrible, like some monster that's destroying stuff and everyone else like run away. And the doctor wants to stop it, but he's also just genuinely curious. And it drives a lot of people nuts. He wants to like figure out why this is happening. And so when he hears this, he's, it's a little bit of a shot at the old guy. Like, oh yeah, I mean, come on. In 900 years of time and space, I've never met anyone important. Obviously they're important. But it's also, I think there's a little bit of curiosity in the doctor there where he's like, huh, I wonder what a non-important person in life is. Because I've never met one. This is interesting. And so you find the doctor there looking at it, you know, huh, in 900 years of time, I've never met anyone important. I wonder what this is going to be like. And every single time I hear this quote, it makes me think of God. It makes me think of God saying, in all of time and space, I've never met anyone who wasn't important. And this brings us to John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. These two, I just, I, I feel like go, they go so well in hand with one another. This idea of everyone being important. This idea that in all of time and space, God has never met anyone who wasn't important. And you know how we know that? Because God gave his son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Now, this is an incredibly popular verse. You've probably heard this verse a million times. If I had just said John 3, 16 and didn't put anything up there, 99.9% .9 of you would probably know the verse already. It's a core part about what being a Christian is all about. It's a core part about how believing in God, believing in Christ, we can receive the gift of his sacrifice and the gift of salvation and spend eternity with God and Christ in heaven. But what's often forgotten is actually the verse that comes after it. And I really, really love John 3.17. 
Um, and I, I did something kind of, I was just curious. And I looked up John 3.16, uh, just sort of to look at the popularity of these two verses. And you can find bracelets, mugs, uh, t-shirts, picture frames. Basically, if you've thought of it, John 3.16 is on it somewhere. Like, it's just whatever you want John 3.16 on, you can purchase it somewhere. I looked up John 3.17 just out of curiosity. I found one bracelet. And yet I feel that this verse is so important to John 3.16. The two go so well hand in hand with one another. Because for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. One of the reasons I love this verse is because of the fact that I feel like a lot of, especially non-Christians, get the gospels wrong. They really feel that God has, is condemning the world. They really feel that God, you know, it's this, this idea is separated people into the saved and the condemned. But God did not condemn the world, but instead wanted to save the world. And one of the things when I look at this, I look at the word condemn. And uh, what gets condemned? Things that are not important. An old broken down building gets condemned. Back in ye olde days, the kings would condemn peasants to death for believing different from them. Things that aren't important get condemned. But every person is important. God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but instead that the world might be saved through him. Because God did not condemn people because people are important. And there are three parts about this verse that I really want to look into. First is God did not condemn the world. Second is God saved the world. And the last part is the world. This means everyone. And I actually like to look at this verse and change the wording around a little bit. It still maintains the exact same meaning, but we can change it around to make it a little bit better for us to, to understand. Because a lot of times, like, you know, when I'm talking about people, I don't use the word the world to talk about people. For God did not send his son into the world to contemn everyone, but instead that everyone might be saved through him. Now, not everyone accepts the gift of God's grace because they... Now, not everyone accepts the gifts of God's grace, but just because they don't doesn't mean that they are not important to God. You know, that person that you see on Facebook just slamming into Christians. God loves that person. That person that you see on Facebook just ripping into your friends. God loves that person. That person that you just can't stand. That person that you just want to yell at if you ever run into them again. And I, I, I might be, you know, generalizing here, but I would say most of us have this person. I know I can picture this person. That's one of the reasons why I feel comfortable talking about this, because I know that person who hurt you so much that you just know that if you ever ran into this person again, you hope that you'll never run into this person. But if you ever just ran into this person, you don't know what you would do. Are you going to scream? Are you going to yell? Are you going to walk away and ignore them? You don't know what you're going to do. God loves that person. That person is important to God because in all of time and space, God has never met anyone 
who wasn't important. And I think this really changes the way that we interact with people, that we interact with people who frustrate us, who anger us, who have hurt us. To have to look at that person, that is the hardest thing in life, to look at someone who has hurt you and recognize that that person is important. In 900 years of time and space, I've never met anyone who wasn't important. One of the things to look at with this verse, or with this, one of the things to look at with this quote is, uh, is who it's talking about. Never met anyone who wasn't important. And a lot of times really is to look at everything we've looked at right now. Just when we interact with people in our day-to-day lives, when we interact with that bagger, with that checkout person, with that banker, with our neighbors, with our coworkers, with our families, with our friends, that they are important. But you know who else is important? You. Ourselves. We are important. This isn't just, the doctor's not just talking about make sure to recognize that everyone else is important. By recognizing everyone else is important, he's saying to recognize that you are important. And why is this so important? Burnout. You know, one of the biggest reasons why marriages fall apart, um, pastors leave the ministry. Um, you can say it for a whole bunch of different things is burnout. And uh, they're so focused on this idea that everyone else is important, that they forget to recognize that they're important. Or they're so focused on making sure that everyone else is important that nobody tells them that they are. And it's really hard to recognize your own value, your own importance, if other people aren't telling you that you are important. Now imagine a world where we recognize the importance of every single person that we interact with. Now I want you to picture that same world where every single time that you say good morning to someone and they say good morning back and you ask, hey, how are you doing? They genuinely respond. You know, I had an interaction this week and I've, I've been having a pretty tough time at my, my job at the post office. We're just so busy there. You know, I work part time and I've been working about 50 hours a week. Um, and I've been getting pretty burnt out, just feeling like my time is being used and abused. And, um, you know, I have, a, I have a family. I do this stuff here with the church. And, uh, you know, I have other things that I enjoy doing. And uh, one of my coworkers came up to me and said, hey, how are you doing? And I was like, oh, I'm doing good, you know, busy. But, you know, it is what it is going on. And he looked at me and he went, no, really, how are you doing? And in that moment, it went from, hey, how are you doing? To, hey, you're important. How are you doing? And I opened up to him that I was having a hard time. And he told me to talk to my manager and my schedule is going to get a little easier going forward because he valued me in not just a, oh, how are you doing? It was, hey, how are you doing? You're important. And it's important to remember that. And so imagine this world where we recognize the importance of every single person that we interact with. And now imagine that same world where when we interact with someone and recognize their importance, they recognize ours. Now, not only are we able to see our own value because other people value us, but we are reciprocating that value to them. Now, I was originally going to preach this sermon next week on Valentine's Day. And, uh, I mean, one, I just thought it was kind of funny to do a Doctor Who sermon on Valentine's Day. But I also think that there's this value of importance that comes around Valentine's Day. 
for some, this is a really hard holiday. Um, it might be their first Valentine's Day in 5, 10, 15, 50 years without someone, without that person who gave them value, without that person who bought them flowers and took them out to dinner. They find themselves alone. They don't have that. They don't feel important. The one thing that brought them value and importance is gone. For others, this could be their 5, 10, 15, 20, 30th year alone in their bedroom on Valentine's Day, Valentine's week, with nobody caring for them, nobody showing them importance. And I think that this is so important to remember, you know, that God knows our value. And it's important to show people value because we don't know people's situations. We don't know who is going through what. We don't know that, you know, a little thing like asking, hey, how are you doing could really mean something to someone because we don't know what they're going through. But if we recognize that each person is important, that can change everything. You know, we, we come across this, this holiday where there's so many who are filled with joy, so many feeling empty and unimportant that I think it's so crucial you know, in this coming week to recognize value in others as genuine human beings. You know, the doctor recognizes that every single person is important and others recognize his. I mean, that's one of the core things about the show is not just the doctor valuing other people, but people genuinely valuing and caring about the doctor. God recognizes our importance and we recognize his. My wife recognizes my important, and I absolutely have to do a better job of recognizing hers. I'm gonna get a little real here. Um, if we're lucky, we'll get about 80 years on this earth. The, the average person lives 70 to 80 years. If we're lucky, 90. If we're really lucky, 100. And to put that in sort of a way to make it, I know me personally, I'm like, I don't really want to put it this way. It's about 4,200 weeks. Um, doing the math real quick. Yeah, it's about 4,200 weeks. When you put it that way, it's like, wow. Figure out how quickly the week can fly by. The week can fly by. We have 4,200 weeks. The doctor is 900 years old. It's about 50,000 weeks. And so I want you to remember that if in 900 years of time and space, given that we're only going to get about 80, the doctor has never met anyone who wasn't important, then we're probably not going to either. The odds of me meeting someone who, aren't, who isn't important is next to nothing because everyone is important to God just like how everyone is important to the doctor. God values each and every one of us, even if we forget to value one another ourselves, even if we forget to value ourselves. In 900 years of time and space, I've never met anyone who wasn't important. Thank you guys so much for this morning. I really enjoy 
being here with all of you. And um, I'm looking forward to next week. We're going to continue with this. We're actually going to do go forward with this. You know, we're talking about valuing people. And then next week, to give you guys a little sort of sneak peek, we're going to be talking about what happens when we value people. We're going to look at the rest of this episode of Doctor Who and what happens when the doctor values these people. Life-changing events happen when people are valued. So thank you all so much. Have a wonderful week. Let someone know this week that they are important. Lord, I am just incredibly grateful for this opportunity to um, to preach your word, Lord. And uh, I really do um, just ask and pray as we go throughout this week um, that people find value in you, that people find importance in you, Lord. Nobody is unimportant in your eyes, Lord. And um, help us to recognize that. Help us to recognize when we're interacting with people that they are important to you, Lord. And we thank you so much for that, Lord. We thank you so much for valuing us. It is so easy to run into times where we don't value ourselves. Lord, you value us no matter what. You find so much value in what we find unimportant, Lord. We are so incredibly grateful for that, Lord. Thank you for living hope. Thank you for Pastor Jeff and Bethany. Lord, be with them, guide them. We thank you so much for everything that you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, You can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you'd be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.